everyone and welcome back to another video podcast from the whole 115 yards uh my name's freya and joining me as always is the lovely Lindsay. now it feels like forever since we've done this but a whole lot of stuff to catch up on so you ready yeah absolutely ready when you are <laughs> okay so the first thing we wanted to talk about and i know we've both got our notes um so this episode is going to be dedicated to all of our villains who have been called up to international duty. We are very happy to say that quite a lot of them have, whether that's at senior level, under 23s, even under 18s, we've got a few youngsters coming through. Um, So we really wanted to do this, didn't we? Because things at Villa haven't been plain sailing. We haven't started the season as we probably should have, or we were expected to, considering we finished so high last season. So we really wanted to examine, didn't we, whether it was a team thing or whether it was individuals not performing. So um, do you think, without going into too much detail, we'll talk about them uh, individually in a moment, but do you think we've now seen kind of a good amount from each player? Yeah, I think so. Um, Getting used to seeing the new players and how they gel and how they, what they bring to the team. um, And also those that are more fringe um how they fit in as well now um so yeah it's great to see them have the confidence to play internationally so close to the world cup again yeah exactly because it was kind of world cup then back to the wsl back to international like it just feels like they've played with so many different teams so many different people that can either be a blessing because you're getting that experience or um as we saw it can just completely knock you off really can't it um and we did just want to mention um before we start carla ward um after our defeat to spurs kind of said that she didn't really want the international break because she just wants to get the next one kind of sorted don't we um and kind of ready to attack again but she released a statement today saying actually it was it was quite a good time to have a break because they got the chance to really unpick what was going on um and actually we had quite a few of the squad not go as well on international duty so do you reckon this has been a nice time for that core group as well to really get to know each other and play with each other yeah i think so the fact that our new most of our new signings have gone up and international doesn't help but a lot of our new signings are um bringing experience into the setup rather than being straight out of the academy so mm-hmm. and they're playing at a high international level as starters it well apart from Lucy Parker most of them are, are starters so they are bringing a lot of experience so it's not the end of the world and if they're professionals which they are then when they come back they'll just like shift back into the zone but having that core group training and working hard they can build on the mistakes that were made that Carla wants to drain into them. And the fact that we've got quite a few means that hopefully the bulk of the training groundwork that needs to be done will have been done so that when the others get back, Carla can hit the ground running. Yeah, absolutely. And the ones that have been away, hopefully they're still fit enough, uh, apart from Lucy Parker, um, and no injuries that they can just come straight back into the team and hopefully get some rest and maybe come on second half-ish. Um, but yeah, so they'll they'll still be fit and raring to go. So um, while the others have been training maybe on more tactical things, then they've got that um, that kind of cardio fitness that's still that's still there. So let's start, shall we? Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, we were trying to find, so we watched links where we could. We've watched highlights of what we couldn't find um, and kind of kept an eye on everyone else on the periphery, haven't we? So let's start with uh, Netherlands and Scotland, um, their back-to-backs. And in this one, we'll talk about Daphne, Kirsty, and Rachel Corsi as well. Uh, should we start with Daphne? Um, how how did you think she did on international duty? Because she's looking a bit shaky at Villa, isn't she? Yeah, she she was looking a bit shaky in the games. And the problem she's got is um, that thorn. Well, she's our she's our rose, but she's Daphne's thorn on international duty, and that's Kirsty Hansen. She literally made life very difficult for her with putting balls in, taking shots. And I know Daphne um, in the games went to come collect the ball and fumbled it onto a player and then it went everywhere and she went and picked it up. And I don't know what's happened to her. Something has clearly happened to her because she's just lost her confidence. Something's affected her confidence, but she is not playing as well as she can. And I'm not expecting her to be um, the best in the world. I'd love her to be, but... You know, my expectations are that she's WSL ready and mm. she's not quite there yet. So I don't think she had a brilliant, I mean, she, she kept clean sheets, but I don't think she had a, a brilliant time with it. I think if Scotland had been a bit more dominating, then she would have been in a bit more trouble. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because when, again, we saw her at the Euros, saw her at the World Cup, she was doing really well, and she... Yeah signed and she took that extra bit of time at fc20 didn't she and we thought oh that's really much a choice and um yeah we thought she was going to come in and you know smash it and be really outstanding and she has made some fantastic saves like we we, we do know that yeah, um, but when we had hannah hampton i think we've mentioned this before we just felt safe with her like she had that confidence she had that ability yes not like um over the top character um, but like very quite shy and gentle in real life, wasn't she? But on the pitch, yeah. she she had that control, didn't she? And you knew, yeah. you knew what type of ball she would fumble and what type of ball she would save, and you know you could rely on her to be a cat when needed. So ability, yeah, very predictable in what she would and wouldn't save. So mm. um, that was kind of which probably is because of her, her eye problems and the fact that her field of vision isn't brilliant. So that probably is why she isn't great at certain things and she is at everything else. But it was predictable, whereas Daphne's got a howler in her and she's a bit of a, mm. a lot of wooden boys. She's a good player, but she's got a clangor in her. And it's weird that sometimes you might say, oh, they're having a bad game or whatever, but in one match, she can have those brilliant moments, those world-class moments, and then she can have, have a clangor in the same match. So it's, it's about her finding her feet, literally um and going back to that confident young talent and i think with a lot of the players and especially when we get into the lionesses later on there's so much pressure on them to perform because everyone's suddenly got these sky high expectations and if they don't suddenly it's all hate and doom and gloom and um and it shouldn't be like that because they they're human um, they're not going to score every game. We know that, but they're expected to, um, or they're not going to keep a clean sheet every game, but they're expected. Like it's, 
it's people not being realistic, is it? So we can criticize and we can be fair and we can also praise, but there's a lot of really bizarre negativity going around, isn't there, at the minute? Um, especially, and again, we'll talk about it later on, but with all the new fans coming through, I don't think the expectations and the respect is there. Um, some of you haven't realised what it's like to lose. And in a game, yeah. you win some, you lose some. And that's part of the game. You have to be gracious in defeat as you are when winning. So yeah. it's having that balance. And a lot of people, I mean, without showing my age, um, everybody can take things for granted and they don't they want everything now you know today's society it's all about having it now fast fast fashion fast this fast that social media tiktoks it's all about the now 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 and people aren't willing to be patient and in games like this you have to be patient and it takes work and it takes effort and we've i think some of the young younger generation coming through they saw the lioness's victories and thought, oh, fantastic. But they forget that it takes hard work to get that kind of success and it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And it's not going to happen week in, week out on a rainy day in Brighton, you know, as much as a sunny day in Perth. You know, it just, you've got to be realistic. But if you're realistic, then you're, pra- you know, if your team goes out and puts out a good shift and is competitive but still loses, you'll go home proud. So it's... Yeah doing you proud and you have to shift your expectation to remember just the game they're all human and they're all have bad days absolutely um goodness well done yeah it's <laughs> it's one of those where if you look at it of course you've you're a fan like we we follow aston Villa. we you know we of course want them to win every week but we don't expect them to win every week because we we understand the game we understand that there are teams that are better than us, but we'd expect them to turn up and compete, don't we? And then we'll be the first to say, okay, that was rubbish. Like against Liverpool, like we couldn't back that performance. That was awful. Um, but it's been, it's been sensible with it, isn't it? It's been um, making the right judgment calls. And I think being a fan is that and being able to take the good with the bad. And if you can't take the bad, then you're not a true fan, are you? Um so Daphne, we know the quality's there. We just want to bring that to the fore, don't we, and get that confidence in it. Um, so Kirsty Hansen then, massive miss for Villa. Um, so good to see her back um, on the pitch, wasn't it, in a Scotland shirt. Um, how did she impress you in this international window? She just came out fighting like she got a point to prove. You know, she was just hungry with those three games out and then international window. I think she was quite... She takes it quite personally, doesn't she? And I think mm, heart and sleeve type player, yeah. Yeah, she, she just she just wants to do well, and you can see her smiling inside, and she's happy, even if she's got a game face on. You can see her happy, and she's in a happy place. And I just think she just you know the ball she was putting in, she was splitting the defence. You know, she was really being a, a pain in the backside to the Netherlands. But you could tell in every. Every chance that went on, Kirsty was involved in every, nearly every single build-up play at some point, whether it was putting a ball in, putting a cross in, doing a tackle. And, and that's what we want to see. That's our Kirsty, And I'm just so excited to see her at the weekend play because I know she'll be back doing that and hungry with a point to prove and say, look, thanks for believing in me. Yeah. And 
And here we go. Yeah, I remember she went down at one point. I was like, no, 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 get up. <laughs> Luckily she said it was fine. Um, I mean, yeah, because when you play a team like the Netherlands, um, even if they did have a bit of a blip um, not too long ago, but they're such a strong team. And like you said, they were out of possession for most of it. And they had to have that grit, that attack. Um, and I was looking at them actually going, who can we steal in January? Who can we, who do we want? Um, and so many of them really impressed. Um, and you just want that, like you said, that attack and just that that initiative as well to be like, okay, odds are against us here, but we're not going to let our heads drop. We're going to get our heads down and we're going to, you know, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep grafted. Um, and I think that's what Kirsty does so well. Um, so really excited for her to be a thorn in Chelsea's side um, at the weekend, but we're going to talk about that. So let's go back to another Scott. Our captain Rachel Corsi. Um, I saw her in two very different ways between the first and the second match. Um, I don't know what you thought of her performances. What do you think? I know that I only got to watch the highlights. Um, I know that between the first game and the second game, it's two very different games. Um, yeah. one where the Netherlands dominated and one where they were frustrated, mm. and I think. I think having the game so close together against the same opposition allowed Scotland to go away and consolidate what they were up to and how they were going to absolutely frustrate the Netherlands. And I know that Rachel Corsi is so instrumental in that. And what she does is, um, like Kim Little, she she's very quiet in that you don't... When you look at the pitch, you don't look for Rachel Corsi. Mm. She's just... But then when you actually start to watch her and you realise what she's doing and the tackle she's putting in and the, and the player management and the, and the game management, you realise exactly how big a player she is. And you really have to look for it. But when you look for it, you can be really amazing. When you take her off the pitch, then you're, you really realise why, why she's there. Yeah. Um yeah, you're right. I think that first match, well, they got absolutely clattered. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, I thought she didn't have that good of a game. And that, not saying she was responsible at all, but she, because she's such a key part, um, yeah, she didn't have a great game. It was a bit sloppy and a bit, it just, it wasn't her. And it felt very much like the Rachel Corsi from the Tottenham game. And I thought, Oh, she like our confidence hasn't been knocked. Is she still thinking about that? Like, but she shouldn't be kind of, but it's hard when you've had that knock, isn't it? To try and get her back. But then luckily in the second game, she was back to what we expect. We always expect her in the starting lineup. We expect her to be leading that defense and that absolute steel wall at the back that we've got. So yeah, it just shows you like the difference, how one player can, can really affect, um, the whole team and the outcome but very happy to report much better from that second one so hopefully that's the rich course we get at the weekend um she's so consistent and reliable and dependable and she ha- holds such high standards for herself like unless she's carrying an injury then you can guarantee she's all yeah. right yeah because she's had that black eye hasn't she so maybe like when she yeah. got that knock that might have might have knocked her a little bit uh, but we don't know do we um so yeah so really glad to see her back um i would like to steal lisa evans 
if we can convince her to come to Villa, that'd be great. Um, just, she doesn't give up, and I love it. Um, I think her, Lucy Stan, Lucy Parker, just get them all in. Just fight. Kirsty Hansen, obviously. Um, and just go for it. That's I think that's what we need. Just, like, complete attack. like, someone behind Rach up front. So, she, Rach is actually getting service. So, like, Tree or Simone or... Um, Alicia behind her and then and then she'll get the service. But can we also have a shout out to Lisa Evans? Hundred caps for Scotland. Yes. Big up. Um big up Lisa. Well done. We are really proud of you and you know we love you anyway, but we just wanted to give you a shout out because of the extra love. And I want to do another shout out uh to Sandy McKeever as well. Switch regions for Scotland. Play the map. Got a cap uh in that second match. And did really really well. Happy to see her between the sticks, as it were. Yeah, it was a, it was the um, first time I've seen her play in a long time, and I thought, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, she, she did well considering she's been out for so long. I thought it's, it was really good to see her getting game time. So I'm really pleased for her. I'm good to see her not for England, but I can understand why. And to be fair, yeah. looking at our goalkeeper contingent, I can see why she's done what she's done because she didn't really stand a chance in getting between those four um possibly there's a weak link there um but with Kiara Keating playing as well as she is I think she's going to be forced out so doing the Scotland jump was probably worthwhile so yeah it was it was great yeah. to see her play. and if she's going to get the minutes go like, yeah you know the all the best for her. Uh, and it's, it's clearly working. She she did phenomenally well. On to our next international. I've got the lovely Alicia Lehman. Um, now, I only managed to get the highlights for this one. Um, and it was a tale of two score lines again, for Switzerland, against Spain. That was, they got a bit of a hammer in didn't they? Uh, I played Sweden, but I couldn't find any coverage of the Sweden one. Um, also, I found the highlights of the Sweden one. Couldn't couldn't find the actual match, but I got, got the highlights. Because yeah. um, initially, I only had stats. I didn't actually see what was going yeah, on, but yeah. then I found them. Um, so I've got versus Switzerland. No, not versus Switzerland. Sweden. Because um, I've written them the wrong way around. Um, so she had three shots. I think one was on target. I might be making that up. She had three shots. Um, and then she came off in the 77th minute. So a bit similar to Villa when she starts. She then comes off at that yeah. kind of late stage. Um, and then against Spain, when they had <laughs> nothing, um, she had one shot in that game and again came off in the 66th minute. So are we considering how she's been playing for us this season compared to last season... Are we happy that she's still showing that attack and showing that I can have shots, I can make something, I am trying to be creative? Is that what what you think of her performances from what you've seen? With the Sweden game, um, I've just read match reports, um, so I'm not 100% sure with that one. But with the Spain game, I have watched it and she actually got herself in places where she found space basically she found pockets of space and the balls put to her and and whether she did something about it by putting a cross in or having a shot 
um, she was still making the right moves and making the right decision. So that for me, even if it doesn't come fruitful, if she's making the right decisions, then she's in the right place. So I, I was really quite pleased with that. Um, could have made that scoreline a lot better for themselves. Um, yeah, because what was it, 7-1? Seven, 7-1. One. Seven, one. It was 2-0 at half-time. So, um, and yeah. then the Got one back. And just replacement yeah. was the one who scored. So it was it was just like, but the ball was a similar ball to what Alicia had been having already. But Alicia, bless her, she she keeps firing at the goalkeeper rather than placing it or curling it. And in doing that, it's making it easy for the goalkeeper. But when you're running and you've got players after you, you kind of make those decisions or you don't connect properly. So she's got it. And I'm pleased with what she's done, but yeah, because like Dre plays a similar position. Yeah, Dre plays a similar position and had the similar amount of minutes. So um, I'm just comparing the two, and I just think you know she's doing all right. So yeah, um, and just as a note on that, just watching Spain play, it's just like it's a joy to watch, isn't it? Like they're so talented, they're so quick, got so much confidence. Yes, they won the World Cup, and that probably comes with it but I just wish England had a bit more of that had a bit more magic had a bit more spark had a bit more creativity because I mean we can talk about this when we talk about Rich but like the last couple of matches have been a bit boring there I say um and it's just it's so refreshing to watch a team that you can really see that enjoyment come through which I suppose it's pressure isn't it and how how we take it um but yeah we'll we'll put a pin in that um and we'll keep it for when we when we talk about rich um so before you move on can i do a shout out to livia peng who was the swedish swedish uh, swiss goalkeeper okay. and she some of the goals she didn't stand a chance mm-hmm. with some of them she did and then she made a mistake and she looked really upset and it's not nice for anybody to lose no. seven one, and she's only twenty one. Yeah, she's a baby. Really young, yeah. So I, I just wanted to give a shout out to her and tell her to keep carrying on doing what she's doing because I don't want her to be disheartened by that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, going back to Daphne, when you're so young, it's just that experience knowing how to deal with it and knowing you know mid game. Oh, okay, six have gone past us. Um, but to be fair, she made some cracking saves as well, didn't she? So that scoreline could have been yeah. a lot higher. Um, so, yeah, so I think she should be proud of herself for the ones that she kept out as well as maybe the other ones she let in. Um, but again, it's a learning curve, isn't it? And if she's, you know, she chosen to be number one, there's a reason for that. Um, so, yeah, so good shout out for her. Lovely. Uh, so, yeah, so Alicia, the potential's there. We just need to work on, again, with quite a few of them final finishing bit that just that final bit of technique to get it in the back of the net rather than getting from the training ground to the pitch rather than being able to do all the tricks on the training ground and not do it on the pitch because we know she can do it she just needs the confidence yeah we've seen the videos she posts them all the time and it's like i want that that's what we want get it get it on the pitch um if alessia russo could do a back heel and get a goal she can do all of those flippy things that she's been doing <laughs> It's a technical term, by the way, flippy thing. Um, so as we compared it to Dree, uh, let's talk about it then. 
So Canada had a friendly with Brazil and she played 59 minutes, so not too much. But um, according to Google, she was one of the highest rated players in the Canadian team um, and she did have a shot on goal. Um, And I watched it. Did you watch any of the highlights for that one? Yes, and they really annoyed me because it was all done in American and I was just like, that's the wrong word. So, yeah, it really annoyed me. I had to switch it on mute. To be fair, when they introduced it, he did say, let's get ready for some football. And I was very impressed with that, not soccer. Um, But, yeah, they kept saying some really weird... They kept referring to the goal as the cage. Oh, I had a different one. Oh, okay. Um, And and -and so-and-so's at the back stick, and I was like... It's the back post. Yeah, between the sticks. <laughs> um, the sticks works, but not the back stick. Like, what's the back stick? stick. No. Uh, but um, there was a shot. Did you see her shot that came off the post? Yeah. It was so close to going in, and it's just, what have our Villa players got to do? <laughs> Where is this look? Where's it gone? Uh, we need it back. But, again, it's shown her quality, isn't it? And... Kind of how how did you feel about what you saw from her? I loved it. I thought that she was um, attacking. She was very confident. She was um, tenacious. She was like Kirsty Hansen, but just a little bit older and blonder. Um, and just uh, the balls she was putting in, I was like, I'm not sure who. Some of those crosses, those crosses were and the set pieces were brilliant. And I was like, this is the dream that we want to bring out. This is the dream that we want to see at Best Scott and Villa Park. This is the dream that we want to see. And we've already seen glimpses of it this season. But like Mm. I was really impressed with that. Because a lot of people, especially Man United fans, have written her off and gone, oh, she's a has-been, nobody wants her. And I'm like, why? She's actually really quite good. Like, why have people written her off? so good. So much potential. On the upper age of of, of, uh, youthfulness, but in, in, in football terms. But she she's just so so good and she's still got you know she doesn't lock yeah. her legs she's still quick she's still putting balls in she's still able to yeah. run and chase and then put a cross in um you know yeah. she's really really good and i'm just like why is she getting so much hate off everybody like she's such a good player yeah again really <laughs> impressed really happy she needs to bring that back into the pitch um very very unlucky not to score was our was our dream. I keep calling it Adriana, and I'm like, no, she calls the sub dream. She calls the sub dream. Right. Uh, next, we need to talk about Simone McGill. Um, so versus Hungary away, she came on as a sub and scored the penalty. Yeah, good. Um, good there was her. It's a really good penalty as well. It was a really good penalty. Yeah, it was. Um, because. The highlights I saw, um, the commentary was in Hungarian. Um, however, I did recognise McGill, um, and then obviously lots of cheering and clapping. So that was good. And then when they were versus Hungary again at home, she got the assist and played the full ninety. So obviously, her coming back from injury, she was like a new player, hasn't really found that many minutes in the team as of yet. Has she really? Um, so what do you think, knowing she's got that inner, which we knew she had, but great to see it's still there. Um, how do you think Carla should use her now she's kind of back and fitter? And This is really difficult because most of her minutes have come from internationals rather than club level. 
because yeah. of how the World Cup's fallen and the international window. Um, I think for us, um, for now, I'd be tempted to use her as a super sub and rest either Tree, Kirsty, Alicia, so that there's some rotation in those positions. Mm. Um, but I also think she could play ultimately if you took if you put Ebony Salmon on the wing you could actually put Simone in the middle I reckon instead yeah. of Ray so I guess it's just that fluidity of where Carla plays her but mm. she definitely should be getting minutes because she's a good player and I don't want to lose her there's, there's players in the, that team that are weaker than her so I think there's you know there's definitely a place for her it's just where it's a formation and depending on how the formation works, depends yeah. on how many minutes she gets and where she goes. But I like the idea of um, rotation and, and, and rest for some of our players so that they don't get bad injuries. Yeah, so they don't get burnt out. Um, we well, saw Arsenal last season, then into this season and just kind of, well, we were down to skeleton squad, as we've uh, said many a time. Um and yeah, it's just, we need options, but we need versatile options as well, don't we? Um, yeah. Not necessarily shoehorning someone into a role they're not comfortable with, but just players that can adapt if if needed. Um, but yeah, Simone, really, really good. Really good to see her back uh, on the pitch. Um, and hopefully, we'll see more of her this season as well. Now, last one then. Um, the lovely Rachel Daly. Um, now, since she's been called up on um, Serena's squad, she's always under the forwards, isn't she? So, yeah, we we want her there. We do. Um, and she said she'll happily play anywhere for the country. Again, whether that's true and detriment or not is yet to be decided. But Serena keeps starting Alessia Russo. And I don't know if that was a laugh there or a breath. <laughs> um, no, that was just me turning. Sorry, the cat's oh, just <laughs> I tried to steal my my uh, my medication off the side. Um, so yeah, I do apologise. No, that's right. I, I thought you were laughing because we've had so many, we've seen so many conversations about who should be starting, why. Yeah. But yeah, we can get into that. Um, so Rich on the bench for both. We knew she'd. Come on, because she had to. She's Rachel Daly. Um, and we know she's hungry for it. She needs she needs her goal, doesn't she? Um, and I think for a lot of them, it, even for Alessia as well, get the goal and that'll settle you because it's been so long since either of them really um, have got the goal. I know Alessia has scored, scored for Arsenal, but so I think for both of them, they just, just need to get back into that rhythm, don't they? Um Million dollar question. Should Rich have started either instead of Alessia Russo or would there a possibility of playing the two of them up front, which we've talked about before? So, in other words, would you have done anything differently? And what did you think of her performance when she did come on the pitch? I'm probably going to get a beating from the fan club for saying this, but I would, mm-hmm. I would have played Rach in defence because we are but we are yes. struggling in defense um for um to be cohesive and i think i would have played her for the experience 
and then with the intention of then bringing Alessia off and putting Rach up front and bringing Neve Charles in at the back yeah. with Jess Carter. That's what I would have done to see how the game played out and put her in the right place. But controversial opinion, I don't think Rach Daly fits the way Serena wants to play. And that's why she's not getting the game time because she plays as a lone striker or one of two, not one of three. And the problem you've got is Alessia Russo doesn't fit the way Serena wants to play, which is why she's not getting the goals because she's dropping too deep because she's not getting the service. And then Hemphill and Kelly are running in and getting the goals. So that's why Alessia is not scoring. And when she does get anything, it's either sloppy seconds off somebody else or um, it's really poor quality ball. And, you know, she's like a baby giraffe, all legs and everything. So it's just not going anywhere. And I'm not saying that because I'm a big Alessia stan. Um, I just think that neither of them are getting the support that they need. And I think the way that they're playing would be perfect for Beth England. And that is very controversial, but Beth England is a poacher and she can sit right in the right places at the right time. Rach Daly is a poacher as well, but not like Beth. Beth has Mm. been trained and, and I don't want to say the word groomed, but she's been trained really well to be in, in, that position at that time and pounce on anything um and and that's what we've got so the other thing is this team is about you have some teams that play and they have an out and out striker and that person's going to score all the goals you know so that's where you see Viv Miedemar Alex Pop getting banging in 20 goals in a season Mm. and nobody else seen anything but with this England team the goals are coming from all over the pitch you know you've got Millie, in the in the last game, uh, you had Millie Bright. Uh, in the first game, you had Millie Bright trying it. You had Neve Charles trying it. You had Alex Greenwood. You had Lucy Bronze, even Lucy Bronze scoring. So you have all these defenders trying it. Um, yeah. yeah, even at one point, you had Mary Earps in midfield. So, <laughs> you know, you, you, you kind of, you're getting goals from everywhere. So the pressure on Alessia to be the lone striker that Ellen White was banging in and be prolific is not going to work in this system. And I think yeah. that's partly why Ellen White was like, right, it's my time, because she knew in this system she wouldn't thrive. As well as her own personal reasons, I think that was also a little bit of... She could see how it was going. And when we had the Euros and they played her, it wasn't working where they played everybody else in one formation and her differently. And they either need to do that with Alessia and Rage or play them all in the same formation and make it work. Um, the alternative would be to like play Alessia deeper and then have someone like Lauren James be that last player. Yeah. And then and, and play it like that. So I don't know how it was. I was impressed with Rage. She comes on, she gives hundred and ten percent, she's misreliable. Um, she, she, she plays really Nearly well. Nearly got a couple in. Yeah, she had a good, she had a couple of good chances. She was unlucky with one of the headers, um, and I just really feel for her. But I just feel like the girls are getting a lot of hate when there's no service, yeah. and that's the problem. There is no service, yeah. and you know players like Rach and Alessia thrive on 
like Belgium played with the counter attack with the ball through the middle, like stuff yeah. like that. That's how they thrive. Put in, you know a ball in for a header. Yeah, they'll they'll win. You know you've got Lucy Bronze in there. She'll probably score uh, or Millie Bright. But like it's not working. The, the delivery is not working. The way we're creating is not working. We need a difference now. Does that yeah. mean F me coming back is going to be the answer? I don't know. Is the issue of having a gappy midfield and a gappy defence going to be sorted by having Lou Williamson back? We'll find out. But I think we're missing the key players. So, you know, things aren't aren't great. So that is my sixpence. I will get absolutely rinsed for liking Galicia. Um But it's true. No. It's, it's, it's true. No, it's true. And it's it's very, it, it's factual. It is. Like, they, they can't be expected to score, same as at club level, if they're not getting the service if they if they physically can't have the ball in front of them then you know what are they expected to do um and i think what alessia does a lot more now same as rich like they'll go and fight for it like they're they're trying to win the ball back themselves but then obviously they're further back and they need to go there that's where like you said the goals are coming in from other people and it's if in fact, going back to what we what you said initially, kind of when you look like Rich Corsi, when you look at what they do, when you focus on that player, you actually notice how much work that they're doing. Um, same as why Kira Walsh has been so um, underrated for so long, because she's you know she's not the goal scorer. I wish she would take her chances. By the way, yeah, like, I mean, we need a Kira so goal. Many, so many chances um, that she was right in the perfect place, wasn't she? But yeah, she wanted to always passes it, it, doesn't she? Yeah, it's like, oh, shoot. And I remember her saying in an interview for Barcelona, um, oh, they always keep telling me to shoot. And it's like, yeah, just get it in there, try. Um, the worst you can do is miss. Like, um, But at least it's a chance, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it, again, goes back to confidence. And, yeah, I'll have a go. Why not? George Stanway does it all the time, so why can't Kira? Uh, it's an issue with formation that's been there for a while. And the only criticism I think we've both got of Serena is that she doesn't change. Yeah, Less is a 10. And when Lessie drops deep, the balls she's mm-hmm. putting in are fantastic. So she's not a midfielder because yeah. she's too clumsy. But, you know, if you play as a 10 and play deep, as long as you're telling Hempo and, and Chloe, you need to be really high, then... Yeah. Yeah. She can almost because it was a fucking through ball, wasn't it? That yeah, she, did? She, she was brilliant. But I wonder if that's a Kelly Smith effect, and I'm hoping Kelly Smith can help her at Arsenal um, be the player that she is um, because she's she's a good player. You know, Tooney's getting criticism as well, but there's a lot of them that are getting criticism, and it's it's unfounded. It's, 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 yeah. it's management Absolutely. that's wrong, and it's not because we don't. Like Serena, she just needs to adapt. In being a one-trick pony, you get found out. We nearly got found out in the Euros. It was only because Alex Pop was injured mm. that we didn't get found out. So we need a big, 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 big uh, sweeping statement there. Um, but I, I, I think you know we've been found out now, so we need to change. And if we can change, like you said, uh, uh, you said sent me a message uh, on the England games. Neve Charles is on, and she was player of the, of the game. She won. Uh, play the match yeah. and it just shows a difference Brilliant. in bringing someone on it's, it's great change is great yeah because when um Alice Greenwood went down with that head injury um 
fingers crossed she continues to be okay because that was that was nasty that was nasty um and how i can't remember the other other girl's name very sorry um but yeah how why they let her go back on the pitch she shouldn't her eyes were gone she looked not yeah, she she should not have gone back on. um but yeah so even when alex was injured why if you needed that person at the back either and i think i was saying this to you you could have brought Rachel on in defense yeah. because you know she's solid or you could have pushed Lucy up further and got my Letitia on. Yeah. Because we've seen, we've seen her like how great she is annoyingly against Villa. Um, but she can take people out. One-on-one and she's cool. And yeah. it's just that there are so many options, even Grace Clinton, you know, give her a couple of minutes. Like, yeah. There are so many people. I wish, obviously, Lucy Parker was fit because she definitely would have been in there. But even if Lucy Stan was on the bench, she would have been so important. Like, Because um, we said as well, Georgia Stanway didn't have the best game, did she? Um, but again, if any other player was in that position, they'd be off. And it's like, just because you know she is good and has that quality, you can have an off day. That's okay. She's human. Um, but just her off like there's there's options she had a car crash yeah. it was a car crash of a game for her she just i'd have brought her off and brought somebody yeah. else on um and, and giving the youngsters a, a chance or you know uh, mix it up yeah. a little bit because that's what it needed but, and again it was it would then be unpredictable again and we could have a bit more of that kind of surprise um attack and just kind of try something different because that's clearly not working it was what two goals that were down to her, um, and yeah, it just it happens. We know it happens, but just take them off, take her off. That's fine. Just just had a time. She probably needs some rest anyway with all oh, the games the she's playing. So it's not really going to be. It's Belgium, you know. We 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 beat we these. We should be smashing them before. So <laughs> why? What what you know. They might get a counter goal, but mm. why are we not? We could have been three, three yeah. two up in um in the the game that they won three two. We could have been three one three two up at half time if we if we took yeah. our chances. So we could have won that like five six three. You know, it would have been great for the neutral, great for the others, other for the game. But like absolute chaos. Yeah, it's just. We're missing something. And it's the players have got the quality. We know Serena's got the quality. It's just getting that formation that fits. And we just haven't found that yet. Um, there were glimpses of it in, was I saying for the Scotland match? There were glimpses of the all lionesses there. And there were glimpses um, yeah. a bit in the first Belgium game that I went to in Leicester. And I was like, right, okay, we're on to something now. And then just fell apart again. So I don't know. I don't know what needs to change. Um, hopefully the formation. But yeah, we shall see next international break. Netherlands, because we now need to win everything. So they've put themselves in a very difficult position. Yeah, because Scotland beat us and knock us out, Team GB out the Olympics at the same time by winning and get us demoted yes. from the group. Apparently, according to Twitter, but I don't know well, how so that Did you is. see as well, people on Twitter were saying... Um, do you think Scotland will throw the game so they've still got a chance of getting a Team GB? 
Have you met Scotland? They're not going to let England win. What's what? The, no, that's awful. Um, yeah. So we were saying about the Olympics. Good idea. That's under twenty threes um, because you know they. It's practice. It's the international stage. It's just. It would be such a good end to their under twenty threes career, wouldn't it? Through that pathway, like you were saying, um, and. Yeah, I mean, Olympic medals, great. And I think the seniors, if they wanted to, could still be in contention for it. But, um, you know, if you've got the World Cup, the Euros, that kind of thing, Champions League, do you need another senior tournament? Um, But yeah, but speaking of the under-23s, we've also got Laura Blinkelder-Brown. We've got Ebony Salmon and Freya Gregory, technically, um, who made their appearances um, for the unders. Uh, Did you manage to get any footage of that no but i think that's a really good idea because it'll give a lot of players that are playing at senior level on pro contracts a window to be um scouted at and it gives them something to work towards like if you if it's under 23s and the players you've got that are under 23s and the seniors could then go play for their national team um so you have a lot of um youngsters there um and then you've got the under 23s that are trying to break through and and they get you know actually a medal worth having because i think a lot of people go through the england pathway and the international pathway and come out and they don't even break into the seniors they don't even touch it so it'd be good for them to end their their international pathway with with like a a participation in the olympics it'd be great experience for them and like you said it'd be nice to get a rest for the older ones that are just, you know, in need of a, a, a break, really, because, yeah, they, they're just playing game after game after game. I mean, it was only a couple of days ago that, you know, we had all the matches and then yesterday and today, everybody's been back in training and they've been flying and all sorts. Um, the feedback for Laura Blinkilda-Brown um, was nothing less than glowing. And she was standout performer. So uh, big shout out to her. Perfect. And she got um, Young Player of the Year last time, yeah. didn't she? Um, last time, last season. So we know she's got a dinner. Uh, we just wanted her to kind of become a bit more like Kirsty Hansen, kind of muscle-wise, didn't we? Um, it's, it's, so it's, she doesn't need to be muscular. She just needs to work on a centre of gravity to like make cool. She... Yeah. But... Um, just needs to work on um, her, her strength and and big. See, look at Rachel Daly. Rachel Daly's a very strong player. She's not a big girl, mm. so it's just getting. Mas Pacheco again. Yeah. She's just she's a core strength. She's just core strength, yeah. yeah. So she just needs to work on that low centre of gravity and and being able to do a Jordan knot, which is being able to turn on a sixpence and run and run past people. That's what she needs to do. So she needs some, needs some time with Jordan to get some Jordan top tips and uh and yeah i think that'd be really good yeah that sounds like a plan the jordan masterclass that that sounds good um, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so really happy that we've got some really good talent coming through um the youth groups as well in our team um and then another big talking point from this week that i want to talk about um which is the ballon d'or now uh ballon d'or now we said um the FIFA Pro Awards this year were brilliant. They were spot on. They had 
male and female awards for each category and it was treated fairly and everyone felt valued and it was brilliant we get to the ballon d'or and on boots balls and bras this week they had a really um they mentioned something that actually hit the nail on the head they said you know it's a men's awards night and they've kind of they've given us one award so we can be kind of included and it's true it it was all set up for the men's game it's just recently introduced the women into it and because you were saying before weren't you like was was there only one female award out of that whole night there was only one um and i know we were talking about it and you managed to find a couple of clips and things um i managed to stream it um on the tnt sports page they were doing it for free um and it was just i don't know what it was just watching it it was really cringy the whole thing it was so over the top and I don't know. Um, some people really liked it. Um, um, I was tweeting through the majority of it. Um, some people saying, oh, this is really good. I really enjoy this. And then other people kind of more maybe on our wavelength were kind of saying, oh, actually, this is, what is this? This isn't okay. Um, and yeah, so there's only the one award for, you know, best, best female footballer. Um, we knew it was going to go to Aitana because obviously she is the greatest um she's absolutely phenomenal um but anything stand out for you about that night well there's a couple of things the first thing is the hype around the women's award um for last year was alexia there's massive hype around that this year there's been absolutely nothing it's been almost radio silence if you youtube um ballon d'or women you get the wives of the men fo- male footballers. Oh, you don't really? get anything for okay. um, And if you try and get her speech, that is very difficult to find as well. Obviously, it is available. But when you think about the Mary Earp speech that she did about being unapologetically yourself that went viral, and Bamati, bearing in mind what's gone on in the Spanish team, and she's talking about fighting for justice and equality, and giving a really good speech in a language that isn't her own and then ending it with a bit of French, I think that's very brilliant and very well-crafted. It just shows what a professional she is. So I was very impressed with that. But again, very little coverage of it. Um, I don't even think I've seen a TikTok yet. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in Woso uh, TikTok and I haven't seen a single bit of coverage. From her. When it's Alexia, there was loads. When it's Barmati, it wasn't. And is it because... Some people deem Alexia Nick, she's the bigger brand and it's all PR. Or is it just because, you know, we're more interested in the fact that it's messy and it's messy's night all along? Yeah, so it was an interesting choice having Rema there because it's not really been that relevant since our song came out, to be honest. Um, you thought you'd have yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know, someone more current, someone... Um, so, yeah, so that was an interesting choice. Um, and... Swift, everybody's into Taylor Swift. They couldn't afford Taylor Swift. What are you on about? Um, well, I couldn't. I couldn't well, actually, maybe they could. If they melted down one of the awards, maybe they could <laughs> maybe they give it to her. Yeah. No, so, so the one thing that did go viral, um, and we had lots of interaction on this on social media, um, was the fact that Remo, when he was performing, 
is trying to get everyone involved, blah, blah, blah. He then comes off stage and he goes to the front row and he shakes the two or three blokes to the right. Um, can't remember who it was to start with. Misses out the entire Barcelona women's selection, um, all the nominees. Probably thought they were the wags, uh, let's be honest. Uh, he didn't have a clue who they were. No, they are, they are stunning, aren't they? Bless them. Well, that's like, he definitely didn't have a clue. And then he then continued along the front line, shaking every single person's hand, fanboying as he went. Um, and then he gets to Linda Caicedo and I didn't catch who was sitting next to her, but there's another female. He does shake their hands because I think he thinks, well, he should have thought, oh, it's going to look really obvious now if I don't shake their hands and then continue on the roll. Um, and it was just very... Know your audience, literally. Like they're 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 here, they're front row. You know they're important. So either he could have done like a high five along the front row, kind of going along, so then everyone could be involved if they wanted to. But an actual handshake and then withdrawing it, and I was just like, how? Are you? Like you, ugh, there was just no no respect, and quite a few. Again, not to sound like it's selective, but funny enough, it was the women, mainly, there were men who joined in, but mainly women going, did he just do that? And then we had interactions with another couple of men who went, I thought it was fine. What what was the problem? What's wrong with it? And that's the issue. It's not picked up. It's not seen. And people might be thinking, oh, you're making making a mountain out of a molehill there. It's a serious issue, and it just shows again that women's football. Well, that was the Barcelona men's team, and that had happened. There'd be a, and they'd won like the Champions League. There'd be a huge furore about it. You know, you blanked Messi, you blanked, you know, Iniesta, you blanked all these players. Like, it'd be a yeah. huge furore. But, but like, it's, it's perfectly okay. And it just shows you how much of a long way yeah. we still have to go. Um, to get equality. And then to add insult to injury, um, Aitana gets announced and it's, yes, she goes up on stage. The award is not ready for her. I don't know where they've left it, but it's clean, not on stage. It's not ready. So she has to, she has to stand at the podium being like, so what do I do? Um, this poor bloke from backstage, no one knows who he was, um, then gives her the award. And the horse, I don't know if you saw this bit, they're then like, Aitana, enjoy your moment. And she's like, how can I enjoy my moment? Like, this this wasn't ready. This wasn't prepared. This is an afterthought. Um, so she kind of has to go awkwardly to the front of the stage, like, okay, thank you. Um, and then she gets a chance to do a speech because I thought initially they weren't given her the chance to speak. And I was like, oh, hi, God. Um, but no, she did. She did after. Um, and like you mentioned, so yeah, so it was Spanish. Uh, she, Catalan, um, it's what she speaks. Um, so it was Catalan, Spanish, English, and then that little bit of French at the end, wasn't it? And it's just, yeah. it was such a powerful message. And so well crafted and yeah. beautiful. And words. how many people have talked about it since? Just us. Just, uh, us. just, just the people <laughs> who care about women's football. Um, hasn't been picked up by anything else, really. Um, there is, I don't know if you saw it, um, FCB Femini uh, Instagram's page. They, they've they done a, a mural of her and the Ballon d'Or. Like, oh, oh, it's in graffiti and they've got her to sign it underneath um, her name. 
um, and she was meeting the fans at the store. And so the audience is there, the, the fans, the community, every, everyone's there. But in the media, it's as if no one cares, no one's paying attention. Um, and we were saying as well, weren't we, about Novak Djokovic came out to present the award. He didn't. Um, and it's like, well, why couldn't we have Kelly Smith? Or who else were you saying we could have had? Mia Hamm, the big German, uh, well, she's not a big, big girl, big but um, <laughs> she's, a, a, she's a big, a big legend in the German yeah. game. Or even Megan Rapinoe as the end to her time yeah. as, as as a big player, or one of the you know the other um, big American players. I'm sure they'd, they'd like it as a payday and, a, and just come on and present an award. Well, that's the thing. There's so many legends. Or even Spanish legends. Yeah, because like um, uh, Emmy Martinez, he had his dad there. So what's wrong with having a Barcelona legend um, yeah. that's Spanish come out from and and do it? Like what, what, maybe someone from like ten, fifteen, twenty years ago come out, or even whoever Aitana looked up to yeah. as a as a youngster, someone like that, you know, it doesn't take a lot of effort to find out who their favourite player no. is. Like, like for me, it'd be Rachel Yankee, and I'd love Rachel Yankee to come out and give me an award. Um, but uh, you know, you just, yeah, yeah, it wasn't well thought out. Was no, it? it was it was really badly done. And if you're going to take a female sports personality, like they could have, like, there's plenty of female tennis players that you could have picked that are, have, yeah. have fought against the odds and fought for human rights and women's rights um yeah there's just so many and you just think what is going on yeah why novak i think so initially so they brought him on and they did like a little mini interview with him about his life and it's like well it's not about you what you do um and but apparently it was I think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone listening to this, but apparently his dad was a football coach, so he had the opportunity to either do football or tennis, but he picked tennis. So that's his link to football, but he's a massive football fan or something. Um, so that qualifies him to give an award to a female football player. I don't know. Um, but then it all builds up to the Messi show, of course, and then he gets his award presented by David Beckham. And you just think that it's we're still an afterthought here. Like, there was nothing that's gone into that. Nothing at all. Um, Novak was probably invited anyway, and they've gone, oh, actually, mate, we haven't booked anyone for the for the women's uh, award. Do you mind just coming up on stage for a minute? Um, it's just, yeah, it's not good enough. Um, and he can tell, and I think we were saying earlier, like, if Aitana wasn't going to win, probably the Barcelona players probably wouldn't have gone. Because, again, it was in the middle of an international window, um, which shows, again... No care for the women, um, well, and that's why like Katie McCabe and Georgia Stanway and some of the others would have loved to have gone to that and had that opportunity. Yeah. And you just think, Absolutely. you know, why, why, why do they have to miss out because it's international window? Why can't it be picked when yeah. it's not the international window, or picked when it's on their rest days after a game, you know, or do it match day pl- uh, plus one rather than minus one, so that you yeah, know they yeah. can play their game, go have a shower, and then off they go to be pampered and just rest and out. There are so many ways it could have worked and it just didn't. Um, and it just, it isn't fair. But then what do you do? Do you boycott it? Would you say no to the, getting the Ballon d'Or? It's, 
Or do we keep doing what we're doing and keep talking about it and saying it's not good enough and then hope change is going to come at some point? Um, but yeah, but the FIFA Pro Awards are much better um, and I can't wait for the next ones of those. Um, also, last thing we will say on that, uh, Kira Walsh should have been on that list and absolutely should have been top 10 at least. Yeah. Um, Sam Kerr, <laughs> last thing we're going to say, uh, was second. Do you think she should have been second? Well, she was injured for most of the World Cup uh, and she didn't have a great World Cup. No. And towards the end of the season, she wasn't... She was doing all right, but she wasn't She wasn't shining, was she? So Because yeah. she was carrying enough. And I just think... I don't think that's the right decision. It's almost like they've gone, you're famous, I know you, I'm going to vote for you. Which is what we said last year with Alexia. Oh, well, we know you, we know your brand, so we're going to vote for you, rather than being like, oh, well, actually, this player's really good. Mm-hmm. So, like, saying, like, Lauren James, for example, everybody rates her, um, apart from me. Um, but, uh, like, she's, she's a big name. She's doing, she, she does well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she could have been on there. And there's some of the players that are on that list, and it's like... Lucy Bronze. How are they on there? Yeah, why has Lucy not been nominated? Like, not winning, but, like, nominated for everything she's achieved. Yeah. Like, and just the way she plays. She can run rings around most of the people on that list. Like, um, for example, again, not to try and slip players too much, but kind of Olga Carmona, she's she's a decent player. She's okay. Like, I'm not taking anything against her, but would she have been there if she didn't score the winning goal at the World Cup? Probably not. And all... Also, why have you got two goalkeepers, or at least two goalkeepers, in your list when the men have their own goalkeeper award? Like, Mary Oates being fifth is, you know, pretty blimmin' brilliant. It's the highest a goalkeeper's ever been. Like, that's fantastic. We won't take it away from her, but you're absolutely right. What's she doing? And Daphne was 30th. So what are they doing in that group when it's not... You know, they have their own award because... The game that they play is very different to the other ten players, so they should be rewarded for it. Yeah. Like you won't get put Emmy Martinez up against Messi, are you? Like it's it's just no. just daft. It's um, it and it's not getting the recognition that they deserve because I think yeah. that after that World Cup, so many goalkeepers have fantastic and phenomenal World Cups. They missed a trick. Yeah. So they they've really messed up there. They proper dropped the ball. Yeah. Hey, well done. Drop the ball. Drop the ballon, um, if you will. Um, yeah, I think there's there's so much room for expansion and they just need to do it. They need to embrace it um, or just say, this is for men. These are the men's award. We can set up a women's award. And call it something else. Parallel and call it something else, making it a night about women's football. That would be really good. It would. Thank you. Uh, copyright me. Um, but don't invite the women in and just kind of it's it's still like kicking the teeth so either do it properly or just don't do it is is my opinion yeah. um on that one we're not there for the, we're not there for the tick the inclusion exactly because that's what beth mead said didn't she she was like it's a dig box exercise you don't feel valued you don't feel appreciated um and i think she said actually when alexia won the award um at the end all the winners went up with their families and blah, blah, blah. And Alexia was just sitting on the front row because she wasn't invited up and it was as if she wasn't even there. So, yeah, I think we will stand down from our soapboxes now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah just a lot a lot needs to be done absolutely right final thing then and then we will leave uh, we so international break is ending we will have a blog up about our well everything we've said here really um very very soon and that means club football is back yay uh we need to have a look at our fancy team because Alec Greenwood is not playing so we need to yeah. make sure we've got someone uh, in defense um I know we've got Jen Beattie in the team but whether she starts slash players or not I do not know so we will change that I've just thought okay um however Villa are back at Vescott back at home um but we are playing league past winners Chelsea now how we've probably looked at this game in past seasons compared to how we're looking at it now compared to our run of form um what are you expecting from this match kind of result wise i was more confident last season than i am this season um but the the thing for us is we play best against better opposition the top four on mm. the top four because they dominate and they structure and they um i've said this before but they they set out their stall and say this is how we're going to play the game and you just have to turn up kind of thing and when they play like that we thrive and we play really well but when yeah. we dominate or in a game where we should dominate we kind of all over the place yeah you can be all over the place and it's just um we just don't have the structure to sort ourselves out and what i'm worried about is lucy parker is injured lucy parker has been the glue to stop our wagon falling over um so far this season and i'm really concerned that losing her is going to be a big loss yes we've got kenza back on the grass training yes we've got kirsty back from uh, the red card but I don't think it's going to be enough. And I think, you know, I'm going to be hopeful for a draw, but, and we're going to have to really put everything out there. But it depends on the work that Carla's done from the Tottenham game to get us where we are. Now, if we play like we did against United, then we stand a good chance. But if we play like we did against Liverpool and Tottenham, then um, it could easily be double figures. And I think Lucy Stan's going to be really important in midfield as yeah. well. Absolutely. Because we know how vocal she is. We know she, yeah. you know, because if we're not getting it from Daphne at the back, we need it from somewhere. And I think she's really going to prove pivotal yeah. this weekend. Um, Rich well. Yeah. Rich Corsi needs to unleash her her Scottish side. She needs a Yes, she needs to put a kilt on over her shorts um, and just go for it. Because I think at this point, we literally have nothing to lose because we have no points. So go for it. There's no all being safe, being cautious, being whatever. I think they just need to give it everything and then know they've left everything on the pitch. Um, yeah. Because I think that'll catch Chelsea off guard as well. Um, hopefully, if Sam Kerr's not starting because she's jet lagged, that'd be great. Um yeah. But they've got so many threats, haven't they, on the pitch? So, well, just... without without having Sam in the team, like mm. they're still being really threatening, really yeah. threatening. So yeah. they, don't, they don't even need Sam anymore. 
now and what a scary world that is where you don't need Samka to have yeah. a fantastic day Ugh, right well we'll send all our prayers to whatever football god is up there um and hopefully yeah you're right if a point i'll be over the moon i'll be dancing dancing away uh, if we get a point um so and hopefully bristol lose. if we lose we want bristol to lose as well so yeah. we're not alone at the bottom sorry um, bristol. sorry bristol uh we do love you but um we really can't be the only ones <laughs> on zero however we have had a rough run of fixtures, like we've mentioned before. So hopefully it's just getting that rhythm, getting into it, not losing faith and hoping, praying, touch wood, everything. Getting that, that service to rage. Get the service to rage. And get that service to rage. Yeah. I and think not Hudson and Leon and then Rich, just, yes, I can see it. I'm putting it out into the universe. I'm manifesting it. Um, and yeah, hopefully we see see the team that we had last season. So, yeah. do I dare ask for predictions? No, <laughs> I don't want to do it. Every time I say we're going to win, we lose. So, okay, I'm so going to lose. Go. I'm going to abstain, abstain because then I can celebrate if we get a point. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two two. I feel optimistic. As long as I don't let any late minute winners in. Yeah. Like the last couple of times. Then we're fine. Yeah, I'm gonna um yeah, two two. Gonna stick. Gonna stick with it. Um and I think oh no, it's gone a bit too far. I'll I'll just stay there. I'll just stay at the two two. Um so yes, so we shall wrap that up there. Very good. Right. So, like I said, we will be writing our blog very soon. We'll post that on socials. Um, do follow us if you don't already. We are the whole 115 yards pretty much everywhere um, across everything. And including our YouTube channel, which is getting more stuff up when I edit them. Um, so, yes, so please do follow us and come join in the conversation. So thank you very much for watching, for listening. Um, and we hope to see you all very soon. And thank you to you, Lindsay, as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.